0: Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris. Joined as always by John Glennon. John, how are you tonight? I'm well, Jimmy. Better than the Titans at this yeah, point. Yeah, better than the Titans for sure. All right, we're going to get to that and the embarrassing performance at Nissan Stadium today that, you know, for people that didn't actually watch the game, uh, just, just checking scores, you know, as the, as the day goes on. It doesn't end up looking that bad, but the Titans the Titans got beat down in this one. They're, there's no question about that. We'll get to all that before we do. As always, remind you, this podcast is brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. The best Titans coverage there is on the internet. Check that out. Uh, this podcast, Home Run Throwback, you can get wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Home Run Throwback, and you'll find us there. All right, so the Titans today, um, in, in true Titans fashion, and we'll talk all about this, but lose to the Browns 41-35 at home. Um, like I said from the beginning, the score at the end is not indicative of how the game went. Um, you're talking about a 38-7 to at halftime game. And give the Titans credit, right? I mean, they fought back. They didn't give up. All, all of those things are, I, I guess, important. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, this game was over at halftime. And you wrote tonight, um, the defense was the real issue here. Like I said, anytime you give up 38 points in the first half, the defense is obviously a problem. The offense did not help them for sure in the first half. But, you know, we thought over the last couple weeks that we had seen them figure out some things on defense. And we've kind of been hoping that the Titans could have a similar deal to what the Chiefs did last year, to where the defense was a disaster at the beginning of the year. But then as the season went on, they kind of rounded into form. And then by the end of the year, it was, it was a pretty good unit. And so we thought, okay, maybe the Titans can do that same thing. But then today, you just saw the complete re- regression back to what we've seen all year. Can't get off the field on third down. Can't get pressure on a quarterback. you got Baker Mayfield, who you know, hasn't thrown for anything in the last few weeks. And he comes out and throws four first-half touchdowns. Um, you know, and we talked about this before we came on, but if I told you before the game that the Chiefs' rushing line was going to be 36 carries for 118 yards and one touchdown, you would think the Titans won this game going away. But, you know, the Browns kind of pulled the whole, you know, you think we're going to do this, so we're going to we're going to zig. When you think we're going to zag, came out throwing, and the Titans just, they seemed surprised by the, the game plan that the Browns came out with.
1: Yeah, uh, Agreed. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, when we've talked about this a few times, you know, in the, in the past several weeks, the Titans don't have to have that, that great defense. Uh, all they need is a defense, decent defense, because I think this offense will carry them on, on most occasions. It didn't, uh, in the first half today, but you know, I, I think on most occasions, the offense is going to get it done. Um, but there's just no way to compete when, uh, when the defense gives up six scores on six possessions in the first half. And, and this comes, as you say, you know, in, in the last couple of games, we started to see some, some signs of hope on this defense, I think. You know, one game it might be, you know, the red zone D was pretty good against Baltimore. Uh, you know, the, the third down defense the last three or four weeks has, has been better. Um, you know, the, the pressure on a quarterback last week against Phillip Rivers. Um, you know they had a couple sacks and they they hit him six times. You know, which for Philip Rivers that that doesn't happen too often. So you started to think, okay, maybe these guys are are at least going to be decent enough so that they'll allow the offense to, uh, to to carry the team. You know, sort of similar to last year. The defense wasn't great, but it was good enough that that it allowed the offense to uh, to take charge in most games. But boy, um, you know, after today, it it really left me with with questions. Um, you know, as, as to just how good this team can be overall. You know, maybe this is just a one-off. Maybe this is, uh, you know, just a, uh, uh, an outlier, if you will. But uh, really some, some poor signs for this defense today. Uh, Baker Mayfield had, had not been running it up statistically, certainly. Had only thrown two touchdown passes in the last four weeks, I think. Four in the, in the first half. Uh, you know, seven for eight third-down conversions in the first half. And and as you say, as well as the Titans, you know, showed for themselves coming back in the second half and and actually making things interesting, um, you know, towards the end of the third quarter. Really, you know, for all intents and purposes, this this game was done by halftime.
0: Yeah, and you make a good point. I mean, the third down defense, which we talked so much about uh, this this whole season, you know, historically bad, all those things. Even going back to that first Colts game. Third down yeah. defense was okay in that game. They, they went for a bunch of yeah. fourth downs and got them. But, I mean, you know, as far as you know, not letting them get the first down on third down, they had, they had definitely gotten better at that. And, you know, you, you get in this game, you get to the point where, you know, it, they, they come out in the second half and Titans go right down the field and score. And they stop them and they go right down the field and score again. And then you've got a third and 12 on defense. And if the Titans can get off the field and get the ball back at that point, and then you feel like okay, like maybe maybe we can get something going here, and they pick up the third and twelve, and then it was just it, it just seemed like the wheels kind of fell off. And again, that wasn't the end. I mean, there, it, it, this game was interesting all the way into the end because you get the late score, and it, you know if they're able to re, to re, recover an onside kick, then you know it, it could have they, they could have had a chance to to go down and take the lead. But like you said, I mean, it's just the the hole that they dug in the first half was impossible to, to dig out of. And the, the defense, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, there's not – it, it kind of is what it is at this point. You know, we, we've had all these things that yeah. we've been waiting on, right? Like, if Vic Beasley can come around, then they'll be okay. If Jadavion Clowney can come around, they'll be okay. If we get Dory Jackson back. Well, at this point, you know, Vic Beasley's been cut. Van Clowney, we get the news today that he's out for the year. He had surgery on Wednesday. He's not coming back. Um, Adore Jackson, at, at some point he's probably going to come back, right? I mean, we still think that Vrabel had said that <laughs> in theory, right? But he, he hasn't practiced in this. In, I mean, he hasn't practiced in a month, and he's only had right. you know four or five practices, whatever it is, over the course of the entire season. So you know, those things are not right around the corner. Like we felt, like we felt, like they could be at one point, and so they're going to have to figure it out with this unit. And you know, you had a guy in Breon Borders who has played well of late, but today, you know, takes the takes the bite on the out and up, um, gives it the big touchdown there. And you know, the the Browns should have scored on another drive early in that game where they had a, a pass mm-hmm. that would have been a touchdown that got dropped. Um, so I mean, like you said, it's just. We keep thinking if they can just be good enough, this team can be special. We know what the offense is. The offense had its issues today, and we'll get to that. But I don't know. At this point, you you really wonder. It. And, and I mean, you your article tonight, I, I think, was really good in that. You know, like you have to start to question now what is the ceiling for this team with this defense? Because we we've seen flashes of them being okay. But the overall body of work at this point says that it's not a defense that is going to allow them to be a championship-caliber team, especially when you get against offenses that are really, really good, like we see in the Chiefs and the Steelers and those kind of things. It just doesn't feel like they have the defense that's going to be able to keep them in those types of games.
1: No, it it doesn't. And and again, I I go back to, to a couple things here. One um, is that the Browns certainly hadn't been blowing out teams offensively? Granted, they came in here with a three-game winning streak, uh, you know, but they had scored 10, 22, and twenty-seven points in those three uh, wins. The game before that, they'd lost and only scored six points, uh, you know. So, so by no means was this kind of a, a, a juggernaut offense coming in uh, to this contest. And and the other thing that that is kind of a you know a little bit alarming and, and interesting. Um, is, is that, uh, again, the, the Browns came into this game with the best running attack in the league, and still, you know, you, you figure Cleveland coach uh, Kevin Stefanski said, hey, you know, th- this Titans passing defense is so bad that, that for all intents and purposes, I'm kind of going to scrap the run uh, at least for, a first, uh, for the first half and throw against these guys um, because they have very little pass rush and they have poor pass coverage as well. So, you know, despite the fact that the, my A number one strength is my running game, I'm going to basically, you know, toss that in the trash can because I think I can do better through the air, and they did. You know, four touchdown passes in the first half. I think Mayfield was almost, you know, 300 passing yards in the, in the first half as well. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think the fact that he saw that and executed it so well uh, is, is pretty concerning too.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You see with these quarterbacks that are, I mean, I don't know if game manager is the right term or whatever it is, but with those types of guys, if you can get pressure on them, that's where you're able to make them a liability, right? And if the Titans would have been able to get any type of pressure at all on Baker Mayfield, you can maybe force him into a bad decision. But they didn't get pressure at all on him in the first half. And, again, like all these things that we've been saying, well, if this happens or if that happens, whatever – those things are gone now. Jadavian Clowney's gone. Vic Beasley's gone. This is what you have as far as the pass rush is concerned. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just it, it's not it's not going to get better at this point. Like the, these are the guys that are there. They're going to have to figure out a way to scheme up pressure. You know, all those types of things um, you know, we have talked about. And we know how good Dean Pease was at that. Um, you know, manufacturing pressure with guys like Logan Ryan or, or whatever. And this staff has not shown at this point, the propensity to do that. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be able to figure it out. But, you know, that's something that at this point, like the pressure is not going to come organically. They're not going to be able to just get pressure with the front four or just get pressure, you know, with the, the three down guys and your, your outside linebackers. So your secondary is going to have to be better than it has been. And, again, a Dory maybe comes back at some point, and so you feel better about that. Christian Fulton maybe comes back at some point and, and those things. But, like, it, it, right now, this is what they have. I mean, these are the guys that they're going to have to, you know, win or lose with. And things are going to change over the next couple of weeks. I mean, you've got Jacksonville next week. They are not. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't think Baker Mayfield was a was a juggernaut passing, right? So, I mean, right. you feel like maybe over the next couple of weeks they're they're not going to be challenged like that. But maybe they are. Maybe can you stop Mike Glennon if you can't get pressure on him? Can you stop? I mean, Matthew Stafford certainly. You know, they play the, the I mean, the Lions at some point. If you can't pressure him, I mean, he he's a good quarterback. He's going to be able to find open guys. So. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's the question that they have to answer now is, can you figure out a way with the guys that are currently out there to be able to be good enough on defense? And I go back to a thing that I heard Coach Max say on, I think it was on Jay Martin Ramon. Um, you know, early on in this whole run was, listen, you know, you have all the excuses and if this guy comes back and if that guy comes back. But in the NFL, injuries happen and you have to be able to make up for that and the Titans just haven't been able to do enough of that to make you feel like th- that they're going to be a team that can compete a- at the end. I mean again, they can win games, they can beat bad teams, but you-, you just you can't feel good about what this defense gives you against competent offenses.
1: No, and and yeah, and y- and you look at some of the personnel right now and, and remember the optimism that that the titans had you know coming into this season uh, you know that there was the thought that you know Clowney was going to be typical Clowney, uh the thought that you know vic beasley with a little uh, you know hands-on uh advice from mike brable would, would be you know kind of a back closer to that that pro bowl form so you're looking at a top three of landry Clowney, and beasley you know along with with simmons uh you know and and uh, you know daquan even uh, in terms of the pass rush and now that, that personnel is, is just not there, uh, you know, the, the Titans are now relying on, on guys like Derek Roberson, you know, Kuzar Skipper, uh, um, you know, is now playing a, a significant amount of downs. So, yeah, the, you just look at the personnel and, and you know, it, it raises questions right there. And then as you talked about in, in the secondary too, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Titans were looking at going into this season – okay, Malcolm Butler, uh, Dory Jackson, Christian Fulton are going to be our top three guys. You know, that, that's a pretty good amount of speed, athleticism, and, and a little bit of, uh, you know, veteran experience now too. Uh, you know, and, and now you're looking at guys like, uh, like Breon borders, uh, in there and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the group, I think overall lacks the, you know, the, the skill, the speed and the athleticism. So, uh, it's a, uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, you know, um, there aren't uh you know guys out there on the on the street right now that are, that are going to change this this defense um and i think as, as you mentioned too i, I think it's you, you know you have to caution uh, in, in terms of how much to expect even if, if a dory jackson comes back because he has done so little practicing hasn't played a game we or, or 12 games into the season and, uh, and Kristen fulton hasn't played a game since october either and he's a rookie at that without an offseason so you know exactly how, how much are you going to get there? So I don't know. It's a uh, it, it's a tough situation uh, defensively. Maybe we shouldn't put too much stock uh, into into one game. Uh, but but then again, I, you know I, I think this it, it kind of dredged up some memories from from earlier in the season of some of those things that were giving the Titans so so many problems: the third downs, the red zone um you, you know the passing attacks and and you, you just kind of left you're, you're kind of left going you know are, are we going down that that same path again at this point defensively
0: well and and i think that is a really good point that you this is a week-to-week league right i mean we saw the giants beat the seahawks today um as we're recording this the broncos are beating the chiefs in arrowhead on sunday night i mean so we know those types of things happen but with this defense, it seems like the aberration maybe was the last couple of weeks, not you mm-hmm. know this week. I mean, this this seems to be what they are. Um, so I mean, certainly those questions there. And, and like I said, we've we've kind of you know beaten this dead horse as much as we can about what this defense is. Um, Transitioning to the offense a little bit. Listen, they were good in the second half, right? But it, that's against soft coverages and all those things. I think the thing you can take away from this is. They are not a run-only team. Um, they they can play from behind. We know with the weapons that they have, with you know Ryan Tannehill, with AJ Brown, with Corey Davis. I mean, they they've got enough firepower that if they're down a couple of scores late in the game, they're not out of it. They, they, this is not a Derrick Henry or bust offense. But at, at the same time, the offense was in the first half. It was almost as bad as the defense was. And that's the thing. I mean, there's no margin for error with the offense when the defense is as bad as it is. And, you know, you just go back to the way the game started, right? I mean, the Titans are able to hold the the Browns to a field goal on their first drive. Again, a a drop fast that probably would have been a touchdown uh, helped them there. But the Titans get the ball, and, you know, the last – I mean, I guess it's been three games in a row – uh, Colts Ravens Colts. The, they go right down the field. You know, the, this this first ten or whatever they scripted plays ha- have been fantastic in that stretch. You know, they got a, they got a touchdown in each of those games, but in this one, you know, they're moving the ball, and then you've got a third and one at the Cleveland forty-two. And you have – they run a pass play on third and one, which I I don't hate, right? I mean, you know, third and one, you're thinking at the Cleveland, what was it, 42. um, You've probably got two downs to get the first down, right? you got Derrick Henry. You know, that's fine. They run this play where they throw the ball to an offensive lineman. And listen, I mean, Aaron Brewer made a heck of a play to go up and and at least get that (laughs) ball. He almost caught it. You know, it got knocked out. But he's an offensive lineman. That's a play that you see run a lot on the goal line. We saw the the Browns run it, I guess, on the next drive. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. the the Browns do the same thing, and it, it results in a touchdown. You never see it in the middle of the field. Um, but okay, whatever, right? That's third and one. You're going for it on fourth down. You've got Derrick Henry. Whatever. Well, my, my biggest problem with the next play is you you go in shotgun, and I, I mean, I get like I understand the whole concept of spreading a defense out, and, and you you create some lanes and that type of stuff when you do that. But I just I don't understand snapping the ball into shotgun, handing the ball to Derrick Henry so deep. And listen, I I think Derrick Henry got that first down. I think it was a bad spot. I said on Twitter when they challenged it that even though it it looked like a bad spot, and as you go through that, it's just so hard to overturn those things because you you have to have that conclusive evidence. And when you get a guy in a pile, do you have the right camera angle? I mean, all those things. I, I do think it was a bad spot. I think they got that first down. But you don't want to put yourself in a situation like that, and it just seems like th- there are things with Arthur Smith. It-, it seems like I don't know if it's on a weekly basis, but on a semi-weekly basis, where you just have questions. I mean, you had another play later in the game where <laughs> they're down big, and they you know motion Tannehill out and snap the ball to Cameron Batson, and it just those types of things don't make sense. And I just think at, at some points. It it just feels like they they try to get a little too cute. It's like it, it's too simple just to turn around and hand it to the big running back. Let, let's do some things to you know make it look make it look good, it, win style points or whatever. And I, I just felt like at that point in the game, you've got third and one. At least give Derrick Henry two tries to get that, and let's let's keep the ball moving. Let's see what we can do. And like I said, I mean, you have that. They don't get that again. Probably a bad snap. But then you know the Browns get the ball back. They go down and score a touchdown. And then you've got a fumble from Derrick Henry, which is pretty rare. Um, on the next drive. And so then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's 17 to nothing, and you feel like you're trying to dig out of this hole. And with this defense, it, it, it just feels impossible. But it, again, it just seems like at, this, at, at certain times, he try, Smith tries to get too cute. When you've got a run game that's working, just, just keep feeding the big man.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and the, the shotgun situation, you know, kind of bothered me too as well. And, and one of the reasons, um, you know, when, when you go from under center, you certainly at least have the possibility of, of a quarterback sneak. Uh, you know, I, I, guess in theory, you could do it out of a shotgun too, almost like a wildcat situation, but, uh, you know, you got Ryan Tennehill who's, you know, a six, three, six, four guy, uh, you know, used to play wide receiver in college. So he's okay with contact and, and getting extra yardage, you know, that's a viable option, you know? So if he stays under center, uh, you've got the quarterback sneak, or you've got Derrick Henry as well, and you figure, you know, take two tries at that, you're probably going to get one yard. Now, uh, I, I agree with you, too, that I, I, I think it was a bad spot, and I think the Titans, uh, you know, should have had that first down. But, but again, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to overturn. And, and honestly, I, I, didn't, I didn't really think Mike Rabel should have dropped the, uh, the, the challenge flag there uh, uh, again. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, that should have been a first down. He shouldn't have even had to, had to worry about that. But that said, I, I don't. I think you're rarely going to get overturns in, in those kind of situations. So to me, that was kind of a uh, a bit of a wasted challenge uh, there. Um, but yeah, the the um, you know the the to and uh, you know, and and the, and the toss to, to Brewer. You know, I, I guess in, in theory those are the kind of plays that, you know, if they work, you know, hey, Arthur Smith is a, is a genius uh, and, and so on. Um, but, yeah, in the middle of the field throwing, throwing to an offensive lineman, you know, I, I, you just don't see that uh, uh, very often. And to the Browns' credit, you know, usually when, when you're trying to throw to an offensive lineman, usually those guys are pretty wide open. But I will give the Browns credit on that play. They had Brewer, you know, fairly well covered enough so that they could get in there and, and slap the ball away. Um, you know, and and to me at, at the time, that that did seem like a, a a you know might be a big play in this game. But you kind of look back though and you're like, okay, but the score was three nothing at the time. You know, and they and they didn't yeah. get that play. So okay, you know. they not, not the end of the world, necessarily. It's hard to, to make that a, a huge momentum swing. But nonetheless, you know, uh, you know, it, it could have helped play, uh, things play out differently. And, you know, uh, if they score there, uh, you know, obviously they're not going to be down three scores in, in a matter of minutes later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, I mean, if it works, it's like, oh, that's, that's a great play call. And, and look at Arthur Smith, you know, doing something different. And I, I'm not opposed to – You know, doing things differently than everybody else does, Uh, you know, that's great. But again, it just seems like overthinking at that point. Mm -hmm. And the Titans had an issue with fumbles in this game. Um, You know, Derrick Henry fumbled, which is, again, is rare. Uh, A.J. Brown put the ball on the ground twice. Um, You know, the second one gets picked up by Michael Pruitt, and they they get a touchdown there. But that was the thing. And and A.J. Brown had another big drop. Um, becoming a little bit of an issue. I mean, obviously, you can't take away from what A.J. Brown is. I mean, he's been fantastic. There's absolutely no question about that. Um, Was really good overall in this game again today. But uh, another drop that was big, you know, the Adam Humphreys drop, that, you know, the ball that hits him basically right in the face and and gets popped up and and gets picked off. And, again, at that point, that really, really ended the game for all intents and purposes. Um, The game was probably over before that. But that, that's another play where if they if they could pick up the first down there, if you can get a touchdown, maybe we're having a different conversation. I do think we need to talk about Corey Davis, who has mm-hmm. been you know fantastic in this season, and you know today eleven catches for one hundred eighty-two yards and a touchdown, but by far his best game of his career. And you know I, I'm seeing a lot of narrative on Twitter. About oh my gosh, you know John Robinson didn't pick up Corey Davis's option. He picked up Adore Jackson's option. A a terrible decision. And look, those two things are not the same, right? They they didn't know that Adore Jackson was going to have an injury that was going to keep him out for the first at least 12 weeks of this season. He obviously had a setback. That they've not said that, but I mean, you know, if you're paying attention, you can figure that out. But even again, like if you look at. Just the the contract numbers, you know, you would have had to pay AJ or uh, Corey Davis something like fifteen million for his fifth year option, Over, yeah, 15, which 17. you know, yeah. I mean, and listen, he's been great this year, and uh, we all hope that they can find a way to re-sign him because he he's been a key part of this offense. But it wasn't a bad decision at the time. It, it kind of goes back to the Jack Conklin decision last year, right? I mean, Conklin ends up being really good last year. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, well, crap, they should have picked up his option. But knowing what they knew when they had to make that decision, they made the right choice. I, I feel like it's the same conversation here with Corey Davis, but he has certainly proven this year that, you know, he is a bona fide at least number two in this league. And I do think he needs to be a number two. I think he needs a guy like A.J. Brown on the other side for him to be able to to do what he has done this year. But you know that that's an encouraging thing. And again, going forward, like I said from the beginning, th- this offense has proven that it's not all about Derrick Henry. It's not you know Derrick Henry a bust. I mean, Derrick Henry was basically irrelevant in, in the second half. I mean, they they still gave him some carries, I think, to still you know establish that type of deal. And and you can talk about whether or not that's smart or whatever. Um, that that's not it doesn't really matter here. But you know they they've shown that they have an offense that can do whatever they need to do. If they need to throw it, they can. If they need to run it, they can. Um, you know, all those things are important, but just here, when you get down like you are, it, does, it doesn't really matter. I mean, again, when it's, when it's 38 to at time, there are, you know, very few, unless you're the, you know, the, the bills coming back against the Oilers <laughs> in 93 or right. whatever it was. I mean, you're, you're not going to see many teams come back from that. And, and again, give the Titans credit for fighting back like they did, but, I don't know. Like I said, the offense did did some things to contribute to that hole. But I, I think overall, this performance, you know, it can't be pinned on ineptitude from the offense overall. No,
1: it really can't. You don't leave this game with nearly as much worry or anxiety about the Titans' offense uh, as you do the defense. Are there going to be times, you know, from time to time when the offense has a, a rough, uh, you know, couple of quarters? Sure, you know, and, and today was the perfect example. You know, I think Ryan Tannehill wasn't too happy with the kind of, you know, the the state of urgency, if you will, starting the game, and, and a few other players, uh, you know, offensively sort of, of echoed that as well. You know, that they have to, you know, be ready, be focused, ready to ready to go right out of the gate. Um, but you you certainly have that that sense that you know all is eventually going to come around again for the Titans, and and given that the second half that they have or that they had, you know, I I think things are certainly pointing back in the, in the right direction. Um, I I think that that has been a national narrative about the Titans. Uh, What you talked about is that uh, this team is nothing but, but Derrick Henry running, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a game manager. Uh, And and I think that really started nationally, you know, when, when uh, people started watching the Titans in the playoffs last year, you know, and they won their first two games because Derrick Henry was running wild. Uh, well, all of a sudden against Kansas City, he doesn't run, run wild and, and the Titans lose. And, you know, everybody who really hadn't been paying attention to the Titans figured, oh, okay, it's all about Derrick Henry. But, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill in, in this offense, you know, has, has proven he can do some, some pretty incredible things. Um, you know, and, and that, that combination that they have right now. Uh, you know, with Davis and A.J. Brown, I think there's 600-yard games between them uh, this year. You know, Davis has, has four of them. Um, it can, and, and, you know, take into account, too, that the Titans were without, uh, you know, Johnny Smith uh, in, in today's game as well. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think the offense is there. You know, really, they had to throw a, a lot of the game plan out the window. I, I think, you know, when you're down three scores, you know, they, they still kept running the ball to some extent, but you know, the rest of the game and, and a lot of other ways is a, is a hurry up, uh, affair. Um, and, uh, and, and still they, they perform pretty well. If, if Adam Humphries doesn't bobble that ball, if there's not a pick, if the Titans can somehow score, you know, they're they're down by two scores with a quarter to go. And, and, you know, it's, it's not out of the question that things get you know pretty interesting towards the end here. So, uh, again, uh, I really kind of feel, uh, you know, confident about the offense. Not so much about the uh, the defense as we uh, as we move forward here towards Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, and the point you made there about what Ryan Tannehill said after the game about the sense of urgency, it just it feels like a thing that we've seen with this team time and time again, where you've got a game where everybody kind of counts the Titans out. And it, they take, they're able to, I mean, I don't know if it's a Vrabel thing or what, but it, inside of that locker room, it's like an us versus the world thing. They're able to rally for that. I mean, you, you think about the Bills game, um, you know, after the COVID situation the Titans had early in the season. You think about the Ravens game after the Titans, you know, get embarrassed by the Colts um, in that Thursday night football game. And, and that Colts game even where the Titans are, you know, pretty heavy favorites, after what they've been able to do, and they you know, somewhat lay an egg there. I mean, special teams, all that, whatever. Um, but it just seems like when this team is – when nobody gives this team a chance, that's when they're able to rally and, and get things together and come out focused from the jump. Um, we go back to last year, that Ravens playoff game. I mean, nobody gave the Titans a chance to win that game, and they come out mm-hmm. and, and pretty much dominate that game. But it just seems like time and time again when this team finally, you know, kind of gets in the driver's seat, kind of, you know, is the favorite in games, they're just – they're not able to take that step to be that dominant team, to be that team that is going to go 10-6, and and 11-5, you know, those types of situations. And listen, I mean, the Titans can still do that in this season. And we talked about a little bit from the beginning. I mean, the schedule that you have left – You've got the Jaguars, you go to Jacksonville next week. I mean, the Titans should not lose that game. Jacksonville, although you know they, they put up a good fight today against the Vikings, but the Titans are definitively better than the Jaguars. So you expect the Titans to win that game. That Lions game the next week at home, I mean, if this defense doesn't find a way to be able to get off the field, that one could get interesting. But again, a game the Titans should win. You've got Green Bay the following week, which is a little bit, you know, more of a challenge. Obviously, the, the Packers are, are really good. Um, had another big win today, and then you finish with the Texans. Um, but you know, as we had this conversation last week after the the Titans win against the Colts, and they have basically a two game lead at that point because you have the, you know, now you've split with the Colts. You're a game better than them in the standings, and you have the division tiebreaker at, at that point. Well, now that is that's gone at this point, right? I mean, the Titans and the Colts have mm-hmm. the same record now. If the Colts win today, and so the Titans uh, again, if they finish with the same record as the Colts, then you know the, the Titans would win the division, assuming that they you know don't assuming that they beat the Jaguars and the Texans. Um, you have that division tiebreaker, but now I mean, you have to you have to win these last four games to assure yourself the division title. Um, unless the Colts drop a game, which is certainly possible, but it, again, it just seems like time they have that, they have a game in hand. They have, you know, some of that you don't have to to be scoreboard watching and all that stuff. They they just give it away, and I don't know what that says about this team. I don't know what this what that says about this coaching staff. I mean, that's you know way deeper than than any of us really that are not inside that building can understand. But that's really starting to become an issue with this team is that they're not good when they are playing from ahead as far as the standings are concerned. And I even go back to was it last year or two years ago, whatever it was, when, you know, they're 4-0, they've got that, they've got a game where they're, you know, Taylor One saying in the locker room, we're not getting any national respect, and they <laughs> drop a couple of games, you know, and it just seems like any time they start to have that type of mindset, they just, they don't go ahead and take that next step that would gain them that national respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. So now they only have to, the only thing they have to do is figure out how to make themselves the underdog uh, Against Jacksonville, against Detroit, and uh, maybe against Houston in the, uh, in the in the last game of the season. Against Green Bay, that shouldn't be a problem. I think yeah. they're going to be underdogs going up up there. That's for sure. But yeah, that that little cushion, you know, that that you would like to have had, uh, you know, going down the stretch is now gone. That that little cushion that maybe would have allowed you to lose to Green Bay, uh, you know, and and still hold on to first place um, is now gone. And and you know, as you said. Uh, it's not like the uh, the Colts have a cakewalk going down the stretch either. Uh, you know they've got the Steelers, I think, and they've got the uh, got the Ravens among their, their last four games as well. So no guarantee that that Indy is gonna is gonna win out. But uh, things do get uh, a little bit more uh, interesting now. And and uh, you know of course if you do slip out of out of first place, uh, you know in, in the division. You know the the, the way the uh, the AFC is is set up this year. You know there's still some teams you know that that are nipping at the heels in in terms of uh, you know going after you for the for the wild card berth as well. You know Vegas, uh, if, if they had lost today, I think you know you might be able to kind of push them aside. But when they win, you know in the in the last few seconds with a hail mary against the Jets, they're still they're still hanging around in there. Uh, and certainly, you know, Baltimore is, uh, is not far off the, off the pace either. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to just how fast you can go from talking about, okay, uh, are, are the Titans going to be the, the, uh, the third seed or the fourth seed in terms of division winners to, Hey, uh, you know, are we sure they're going to make the, uh, the, the postseason at all. So, uh, interesting run, uh, coming up here, uh, that's for sure. And, and, uh. You know, I I, I just uh, like I sort of wrote about and we we've touched on earlier. You know, I I just wonder if it comes down to personnel. If it's simply that that question right now in terms of the Titans' defense. You know, uh, how much can we expect from this group? Uh, you know, that that has lost a number of players that it, it thought it would have. Uh, you know, that that had lost. You know, players that underperformed as well. You know, as you look at this group right now, is is it really, can we expect, you know, a a team that's playoff worthy? Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Um, But uh, it's going to be a challenge.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, listen, they should win three of these last four. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and all, all the talk that we're having about the defense and, and the playoffs and all that type of stuff. I mean, even with a bad defense, you should be able to win against the Jaguars. You should be able to win against a bad Lions team. You should be able to beat a Texans team that now doesn't have Will Fuller. I mean, th- those things shouldn't be an issue. But, I, you know, and so that's great. I mean, they they went through the last four. They're most likely in the playoffs. They probably win the division, like you said, with the schedule the Colts have left. Um, and all that's great. I mean, they haven't won the AFC South since 2008, so that would certainly be an accomplishment. But then you start to talk about, okay, the goals have to be bigger than that after making the AFC Championship game last year. And you know, I just don't, when you start to talk about how they match up against Playoff teams, I mean, look, if the season ended today, the Titans would be playing the Browns next week in the playoffs. Um, do, do you feel good about that matchup after what you saw today? <laughs> I mean, no, right? I, I mean, again, I think the Titans are better than the Browns. But they certainly didn't show it today. And it's going to come down to – I mean, we're going to have this conversation. It's the same conversation we've been having since probably week two. Um <laughs> Can the defense be good enough for them to, you know, win games in the playoffs? And I, you, you can't feel confident in saying yes about that at this point. And we've, we've tried to make excuses this whole time. If this, if that, blah, 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 whatever. But at, at this point, I mean, I, I don't know how you can confidently say yes. I feel like the defense is going to be good enough for the Titans to make another run like they did last year.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, again, we'll go back, to, I'll go back to what we talked about earlier. We started to see some signs, you know, these, these past few weeks, that, that maybe there was cause for optimism on the on the defense. You know, the, the third downs were better, the red zone was better. They were getting a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. And then you just you just come out of here today and you're like, what? What's what's going on? I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, 33 pass attempts today, no sacks, uh, was hit one one single time, one one single solitary time. Um, you know, and and you just can't take that that track record uh, forward. And and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of the the nice stories uh, that you've seen, you know, on on a guy like a, a Breon Borders. Hey, this is great. You know, we we've seeing a guy come up in the practice squad. All of a sudden, he's a he's a starter. He's making significant contributions. He's playing pretty well. Well, today he goes out there and looks like a guy who's kind of a, a fringe NFL player today. After after getting so beat beaten so badly on the uh, on the deep pass, so. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge uh, for these guys, and and you would like to hope to, uh, again that this is kind of a one-off, that this was the aberration, you know, because to me they were a little, they were trending a little bit towards the good. The defense was trending a little bit towards the good, so maybe maybe this is the outlier. Maybe they'll get back to business down in Jacksonville, though. Jim, I have to say, anytime you face a team that's led by Glennon. Uh, you know, you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna face quite a challenge out
0: there. Let's be honest. There you go. Well, and even along those same lines, like a Questenberry, who you know was good last yeah. week. You saw the the issues that he had. And listen, Miles Garrett is great, right? I mean, there, there's no question yeah. about that. He, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. You know, even Mike Vrabel talked about that earlier this week. Um, but, you know, eventually those, those types of things, they start to show up. So, yeah, I mean, listen, this has been kind of a gloom and doom deal, and that, that's how you <laughs> feel after this game, especially after the first half of this game. But, you know, as we kind of reset and looking going forward, Titans still control their own destiny. They still, If yep. they win these next four games, they're the AFC South champs. So that has not been the case with this team over the last few years. I mean, when you've gotten into December, you've had to start talking about, well, the Titans need to win, and they need this team to lose, and this team to lose, and this team to win, or, you know, whatever it may be. And so, I mean, you know, as we as we kind of, you know, round it out here and reset, they're they're still in a good position. But you just feel like there are questions that need to be answered, and, and like I said, I, I hate to overreact to one game because we've already talked about—you know, this is it's a week-to-week league, and, and you see these letdown games across the league with with different teams every week. But I don't know; you just—it's hard to not feel like the last two weeks were maybe the aberration, and today maybe wasn't it. You, you know, like the the, right. the trend is the bad and not the good that we saw, and again, from the defense the last couple of weeks. That, that's the question they're going to have to answer going forward, and that's the question that if they're you know, if they not able to make a, a deep run like they were last year, that's going to haunt them is could they have done more in the pass rush? Could they have done more in the secondary? Should they have hired a defensive coordinator? I mean, all those things are going to be the things that are really going to haunt them this offseason if we see what we've seen from this defense going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and uh, you know, I, as ugly as this game was, you know, there, there are still certainly some big-picture things I, I think, you know, Titans fans probably need to keep in mind, you know, and a couple of them are these. Titans get one more win. Uh, it's going to be the fifth straight uh, winning season for this franchise, which hasn't been done uh, certainly since the team has been, in nashville uh you know and you have to go back quite a ways uh the the last time that that has occurred um and of course if you get uh you know uh, two wins in the last four uh, you, you end up with a uh, with a ten and six mark which is better than the titans have had um you know in in, in quite some time as well so you know th- there are increments we're certainly seeing generally steps in the right direction but i i think it's it can certainly be frustrating you know, when, when the Titans came as close to the Super Bowl uh, last year as they did, uh, you know, and, and seemingly uh, made some nice additions during the offseason, I can certainly see where there's frustration right now uh, because you're not seeing the, uh, the consistent performances that, that the Titans had hoped for. But, you know, uh, overall, uh, I think most fans would probably have been pretty happy uh, if they said 12 games into the season titans would be eight and four and controlling their destiny down the stretch still could be in far worse position at this point
0: yeah absolutely i mean there's no doubt about that so again you know it, it does feel like a, a lot of gloom and doom uh, after what we saw today <laughs> but it, it's certainly not over and there's certainly a lot of a lot of good things that can happen over the next few weeks so um anyway I, I think that pretty much covers it for day for today anything else we need to hit on before we get out
1: i think that should do it
0: all right, so, um, yeah, Titans Right four. You got a trip to Jacksonville that, that should be a win next week, and, and then, you know, just kind of keep an eye on things as they go forward. Um, all right, so between now and then, check out broadwaysportsmedia.com, full coverage of this one and full preview of the Jaguars as you get ready for that game next week. Like I said from the beginning, this is Home Run Throwback. Uh, you can get that wherever you get your podcast. Just search, up, search out Home Run Throwback, and you'll find us there. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Jay Morris MCM and John Glennon is at Glennon Sports. So for John Glennon, this is Jimmy Morris saying thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you again next week. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.